Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible. On the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. Now, for its 20th anniversary, the adventure of a lifetime returns to the big screen in a way you've never seen before. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. With newly enhanced visual effects. They're coming in too fast! PHX and digital sound. And a few new surprises. Want a double ride? Look, Jabba, next time you want to talk to me, come see me yourself. Here they come! This January, George Lucas and 20th Century Fox invite you to welcome back Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2. Finally, the motion picture event, the way it was meant to be experienced. This will be a day long remembered. As the entire Star Wars trilogy returns. On January 31st, Star Wars. On February 21st, The Empire Strikes Back. Then on March 7th, Return of the Jedi. Move closer! For a whole new generation who have yet to experience it on the big screen. And for everyone else to experience it again. is our last hope. No, there is another. The Star Wars Trilogy, Special Edition. See it again for the first time. The Force will be with you, always. Sith. I am the Mike Pilot, and with me, my co-host, Brian Young and Holly Fry, and we are here to talk about a variety of things this evening. There's a, a lot of things to discuss. I want to uh, thank everybody for their wonderful tweets this week. They apparently loved me being an idiot last week, so I certainly appreciate that. I always like when I get attaboys for just being a goof. So, anyway, thank you. You were everyone. certainly a goof. I was, and we'll see what happens <laughs> We this week. all love when you're goofy. Well, it's delightful. Yeah, I'm a delightful, I'm the village idiot. I love it. Good. But anyway, we're going to talk the Star Wars tonight. And Brian, which are the topics that we are going to be covering this here evening? Well, there's been a lot of news lately, actually, and uh, we're going to be talking about it. The big thing is uh, obviously um, Red Cup, uh, which has started shooting, and a title for Episode Eight, which is The Last Jedi. But before we got to that, I had some reminiscing I wanted to do with the two of you. 
I like going down old reminiscent way. She well, so the um, last week, January thirty first, uh, happened, and that was the twentieth anniversary of the Star Wars Special Edition. That doesn't seem right. And then we've got February twenty first coming up, which is the twentieth anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back Special Edition, and then March seventh. Uh, which I actually think that got pushed. It was March 7th in the trailers, and then they pushed it because Empire was doing so well. Yeah. But that's the anniversary of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I have such fond memories of when those were out because it was the first year that I was married to my beloved. And for his birthday that year, he wanted to see all of them in one day. But because it had been a long enough time between when the special edition of A New Hope came out and when Jedi came out, we had to bounce theaters like we couldn't do it all in one theater it was an exciting time yeah i tried to do it at one point too and it it was uh it was all in one day and it was something we had to do at uh like uh like at the second like the second run theater so it was like three bucks to see all three of them but it was like we would planned it and there was only like one week where all three of them were in that second run theater at the same time yeah because <laughs> A New Hope was gone like that next week, so Empire and Jedi were the only two left. Yeah, ours, I'm trying to remember, I think we saw A New Hope at the second run, and then Empire and Jedi at one theater after that. What was your, what, what um, like, where, where were you at, Mike, when, when you saw these? They actually came out, they went to the, uh, the cheap theaters pretty fast, but they didn't stay in those for very long, so I, I had to watch them all individually getting ready to it leading up to it what was the uh what was the level of excitement for the both of you well i mean it was through the roof i mean anything anything star wars related is always something that i i celebrate i try to think back to that time i guess because i'm getting to be an old man and i just don't and we've had so much star wars lately like i i think i'm kind of spoiled now like we have all this stuff i keep saying like we have all these things to look forward to and we've already seen a couple movies and thinking back it was a really really big deal because being able to see it in the theater. Yeah, I for me this was this was a big deal for me. I was a junior in high school and uh this was the first time I was going to be able to see a new hope and empire on the big screen. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. And it was going to be the first time I was going to be able to see Return of the Jedi since I was a little kid cuz I don't have I like I have that one memory of being like 3 and seeing it, but after that it's all just VHS and beta. And- see, I kind of got got away with that in a different way in the early 90s there was a theater around here that i don't know if they were legally doing it or not but they had like um like a laser disc or something set up to a projector and it was a big theater and i saw a new hope and empire again that way and so i'm in the theater i'm in theater seats on a big screen and i'm watching a new hope so when when these special editions came out i mean although it was different it was better quality and everything else I've already did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't, because that was not my experience. <laughs> see how he is? I do. I see how it goes. I, um, I'm, can just, I tell you... I'm just dishing it back for last week. Right? I'll tell you a ridiculous and embarrassing story about seeing Empire when it first came out in the special edition, which is that um, somewhere right around the Battle of Hoth, I suddenly had to pee so bad. And I was like, I'm not getting up because I'm not missing a second of this. <laughs> so I think I darn near caused myself permanent medical damage by sitting there obstinately the whole time. But I made it through. 
Man, you're tough because when it gets to a certain point, you're just going to explode. I think that happened in The Simpsons. Yeah, well, although physiologically, you know, ladies can hold it better than men. Yeah. So did either of you spend any time, like, uh, camping out? No. No. Because I did. Yeah, you were in high school. I was I was yeah. on a job. Well, I had to skip school to do it, which was no easy task. I Like, I remember my dad was out of town. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been able to happen. And uh, I pulled my mom aside and I said, listen, I'm not going to school tomorrow. And there's nothing you can do to make me because Star Wars is more important than this. And I literally went through the uh, irreplaceable cultural experience argument with her. Uh to to be able to go out and camp out for a new hope but i mean we were we decided we were going to camp out at like 11 p.m like january 30th so it was like the night before by the time we made it down there it was probably 12 or 1 in the morning and the line was uh around one corner like the theater was mid-block the line was around the corner all the way down that block and then around another corner which was weird because I was pretty sure I was the biggest Star Wars nerd in town. Like, who the hell were all these people? <laughs> and you were literally outside? Like, how cold was it? Uh, it was pretty cold. I mean, it was January in the middle of, of Utah. So, I mean, there was snow on the ground. And uh, there we stayed all night. Uh, so, for Empire, we're like, oh, we'll totally be... My, my group of friends and I were like, we'll we'll totally be first in line for Empire. So, we sh- we showed up like two days early or three days. It might've been three days. Um, and so we show up at the theater for empire and the line's already around the corner. Wow. So we're like halfway down that block this time. So we're, we, we've, we've moved up significantly. And then for Jedi, we're like, screw it. Like we're not going to miss this. So we came out five days early for Jedi and we were still like, we, we weren't, we were on, we were on the same side of the street as the theater. We were close to the corner, though. There were still people in front of us for like they'd been there for a week. And uh, there was no like Internet or anything. There was no way to know um, that people were down there. Right. So there was no social media. It was just like we had no way to know that they were there. So that's why I mean, that's honestly that experience. Of the special editions is the reason I said, forget about this no one is going to beat me in line for Phantom Menace, and that's why I showed up 31 days early. What happened to all the truancy <laughs> officers in Utah? They're not around? or um, I don't think there's ever been a truancy officer. They just mark you absent. My mom actually like wrote in and, and, uh, and excused my absences. <laughs> so, Please excuse my son for being Brian Young. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how it went. That's awesome. But, it was really it was really amazing though like i think that first day that first showing of a new hope the special edition for one it was different right like you can't watch the special edition now with an audience the way you could then and this was like ev- all of the changes were new and i don't know if, what it was like when you you both watched it for the first time but like when Jabba shows up on screen that first time in, in A New Hope, like there's a cheer. And then when Boba Fett ends that scene and walks in and shoots shoots his eye at the lens of the camera, like standing ovation. People went nuts for that. Yeah, I have a hard time believing people cheering for Boba Fett. We know about your anti-Boba Fett agenda, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. I'm not especially like a, a, I mean, I like Boba Fett, but I don't have any big cause to defend him. I hey, just you too. That's. 
that's like not the point of this story. It is too. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> no, the point the point of this story though is just that like every change was met with cheers because it was something new and nobody had seen it before. And and the change that I think that hit the most, like you could feel that gasp from the audience when Biggs died this time, which was something that didn't exist before. Well, I think another thing, Brian, is it also gave people the opportunity to see A New Hope in the theater for the first time, too. A lot of those people there, if they were around your school age, were in the same boat that you were. Yeah, it was. I mean, it ran the gamut. There was there were adults there. There were littler kids there. It was it really was like an all ages experience. And I got to see it um, at the Academy Theater in Provo, which was like this uh, 800 seat, like one room movie palace built in the 20s. Wow. And they just installed a new sound system to handle it. And it was the screen was an honest to God silver screen, right? Like they didn't nice. make those, uh, you know, the, you can't find those anymore. It was so it was just such an amazing experience. It was one of my favorite theaters. It made me so sad when they bulldozed it to put in a bank. I think that's one of the things that I liked most about the special features release was the sound. Like a lot of places did upgrade their sound for when yeah. they came out. Yeah, the sound was the sound was a big deal. It wasn't just that they upgraded the sound, but that was something they worked on pretty significantly for the special editions, right? Like yeah. talking to the people who worked on the the sound mix. Uh, you know, we've had uh, Matt Wood. I interviewed Matt Wood before, and he was talking about how the thing they have to do when they're remastering those classic movies is to work on making it sound the way people remember, not the way it actually was. Because if it sounds the way people remember, then it's going to sound like crap. <laughs> How did he say you go about doing that? Well, he was talking about like, like Matt Wood uh, talked about how like you remember feeling the rumble of the Star Destroyers. It comes overhead, but like you inserted that memory, right? Like yeah. you can't have like there was no theater on Earth that would have had speakers good enough to make the seats rumble with the sound of that Star Destroyer. But that's what people remember because it was such an affecting thing, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why like in the new mixes that you get for home video and for the Blu-rays, which is why I think as much as people want to cling to as much as some fans want to um retreat to VHS copies of the movies and Laserdisc copies of the movies um, you can't beat the way that 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 bass rumbles now, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Doesn't matter what you have in your system. So <laughs> now I want to I want to ask you two. We've had twenty years of the special edition, right? And we've had the special edition now officially longer than we had the original theatrical releases, whatever you might define those as, uh, because those changed for all three of the movies over the years yeah. in smaller ways. But that sort of minimalist, minimally changed versions versus the special editions. And I'm wondering after 20 years, what is it, uh, what is it about these versions you like the best? Uh, for me, it's easy. It's like all the cleaned up effects stuff, you know, like I appreciate how much stronger, you know, Hoth in particular looks. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, that's what I like the most about it. You know, I'm still one of those Greedo apologists, so I, I that's the one thing I'm the jerk about, where I'm like, oh, yeah, Greedo never shot, he was flirting. But um, <laughs> but that's like a unique situation with you and Greedo. Right. You know, I love that Rodian. 
Uh, yeah, but for me, it's the effect stuff. I mean, I, I love the sound, but I am, if you had to actually weigh out the scales of, of which is sort of uh, more my tipping point, it's definitely visuals. So I would say the visuals are a big deal, but the audio is a huge thing for me. I'm an audiophile. I, 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 I want my living room to rumble. Like, like an MP3? Yeah, yeah, like a great MP3. Yeah, that's what I'm listening to, MP3, Brian. Well, no, I just thought, no, you're an audiophile. Oh. Yeah, that's a dad joke, Brian. <laughs> well, I have three kids, so there you go. I, I only ever had, I, I, all the all the complaints that people had about the special editions, I've never really had any complaints about them. I don't like Jabba inserted into it, but. That's just a personal preference. He's like gotten with Holly. better over the years. He has. I just, I just, that scene never worked for me. But besides that, I was, I just find it hard to believe that we've had them longer than we had the original movies between those, those times. Well, we are the old folks podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still an idiot. I'll but... tell you, <laughs> the, I never, Star Wars movies never made me cry before this point. Right. Okay. okay. Seeing them in the movie theater for that first time. Um, just the hit of the logo and, and that opening on the screen, that was something that I'd never seen. I don't really remember seeing on the big screen before. So that, that caused an emotional stir watching Luke, like that binary sunset moment had never brought tears to my eyes before. I, I understand where you're coming from. It's something that your whole life you wanted to see. And then you were seeing it and you had this well of emotion and your eyes teared up and all that. But I would actually pinpoint a lot of that to you just growing up you know, appreciating it more, having more emotion in you instead of being like a 12-year-old boy that nothing really affects you. But I mean, like, I was watching it like the week before and it wasn't affecting me that way. At home. There was, this yeah. is the whole, it's the experience. But the other thing, though, is the ending of Return of the Jedi, right? Seeing Coruscant, yeah. seeing the freedom of the galaxy and seeing that new song, that new song I, I that experience watching the special editions for the first time and having Yub Nub replaced, it wasn't shocking or jarring the way it was for some for some other fans. For me, it meant peace and freedom to the galaxy, and I loved that so much. You know, to this day, I I don't pay any attention to that song. It's just the visual of seeing the other planets and everybody celebrating. I don't hear that music. <laughs> I'm not being funny. It's it's the truth. It's just I'm so. You're just sitting there going, yub, nub. Yeah, well, I didn't like you that musical blinders. Yeah, I just like those images. I thought I thought they were the coolest thing that were added. Yeah, I loved seeing Corazon the first time. That was delightful. How many times did you see the special editions in the theater, Brian? Uh, it was probably close to like 10 each. Well, that's not too bad. But that's 30 movies uh, over the course of like <laughs> four months. It was a lot. I don't know. I, I I loved it. That was I think the summer of or the the winter, early winter spring of of ninety seven was probably one of the best sort of snapshots in my life. Um, it's like a Brian Adams song. No, um, <laughs> the uh, it was I don't know. It was it was this really unique place and time in Star Wars because we only like it was only going to be 2 years from then until Phantom Menace, right? Like they already knew they were already working on Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace you didn't even realize it at the time, but Phantom Menace was coming close to getting shot. Yeah, like yeah. right when that that was happening and it it the special editions were exactly what I needed to get me 
motivated to be in that fever pitch the way I was for Phantom Menace. Did you ever, I, I never have, I'm asking you, did you ever see any numbers like um, ticket sales for those? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what brought Star Wars back to the top of the the highest grossing films of all time again until Titanic came out later that year. That's right. Well, we're talking a while back, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Also, as an aside, can I tell you how cute it is to listen to Brian talking about how he was skipping school to go see it right after? I was like, yeah, I had been married for a few months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I was at a job. I'm a sweet, sweet baby. It is. It's precious. Well, it's it's the same thing where I hear like uh, you you we bring on some of the other kids from uh, other podcasts. Like when we had Tyler Westhouse on, and he was like, "I was eight years old when the Clone Wars movie came out," and it's like, "Oh, you sweet sweet baby." <laughs> mm, didn't think about it. A lot of kids that are eight watching the new movies now. They weren't even around back then. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even exist. It's funny, and that's that's one of the things I try to instill in people that that don't necessarily click with the special editions. For most people, that's the only Star Wars they've ever had. If you are 20 years old or younger, this is the only Star Wars you've had. If you're 20 to 30, you were at most 10 when these came out. So if you remember Star Wars... It's this version of Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. So you have to be like 40 to really or either you had to have been a super fan at 30 now or 35, I guess, or you need to be in your 40s to really even know the differences between them. We're just going to keep aging that fandom out to the point where no one really knows or cares about the differences between the special edition and the classic uh, the the classic releases. Can I be fair? I don't. <laughs> and I'm I don't I'm putting I don't my hand up. I'm one of those either. forty people. I don't I don't care. And when when I hear or see people online arguing the difference between the original and the special editions, I stop looking. It's a complete waste of my time. And if that makes me a bad person, I'm sorry. But it really, really is. There's other no, things I mean, in that, my day that I could do. That's not what makes you a bad person, Mike. That's that's the line from you to Holly. Oh, to me. Um. So about those Blu-ray changes in 2004 that added the special editions, I really liked them adding Hayden Christensen into the movie. And a lot of people have a problem with that. A lot of people are allowed to enjoy Star Wars however they see fit, <laughs> even if they, even if I might disagree vehemently with their decisions. Yeah, I mean, here's, you know, my hippy-dippy look on it, right? Like, the heart wants what it wants, and that's fine if you preferred it the other way with Sebastian there. But I here's where I get hung up. George Lucas is entitled to do whatever he wants with those. It's his art. Like that's where I get really frustrated Yeah, is when, when fans are like, you can't do this to me. You changed my childhood. I'm like, okay, first of all, there's no time machine. No one went back and like messed up your childhood. It was what it was. Um, Second, like an artist has every right to do what they want with their art. You don't have to like it, but you don't own it. Even if you're the consumer of it. That's kind of where I get hung up. Yeah, we had a big discussion about that. It's probably, I mean, we've been doing the show a while now, so it's probably a couple of years ago. And I, that's exactly the stance I had, that it's his vision. And if he decides he wanted to change something, who am I to even, I mean, I can keep my opinions to myself, but who am I to say anything? Especially when it's such a better change, like putting Hayden Christensen at the end there. Especially for, 
especially for no i'm not being facetious here like think about those generations of kids that grew up on the prequels think about those people who see this as one saga if you want to wear those those blinders between the 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 versions of the saga or are one of those fans who don't necessarily recognize the prequels and i'm not trying to call these people out but if you're not one of those fans imagine seeing the power of the anakin skywalker you knew and you loved they're finally redeemed at the end of that movie. That's a powerful image, especially doubly so for kids who grew up on Clone Wars, whose whose hero was Anakin for six seasons of a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I stand on the, I'm not going to watch people argue about it or listen to people argue about it. They Everybody can have their opinions, but I know what I like. It's so, Star Wars. To play devil's advocate, if there was a change you could make back to the original what would it make for both of you i think i know holly's i already pretty much said yeah yeah i wouldn't change that i'd leave that alone which is the one you would change mike you'd take java out hayden christensen out oh you son of a no i would take java out i don't know why i mean and we've had this discussion a million times brian we where we've talked about that scene and the importance of it and i kind of like the idea of han talking to him and just you know being han like "Ah, don't worry about it guy and, but I just, it's just always sat with me weird. So, but it's not my movie. I didn't make it. I only enjoyed it. So they asked me what I would change. I wouldn't change a damn thing, Brian. Cause I'd probably mess it up. I can't even, I can't even tie my shoes right most days. So I love the moment where he turns and calls Jabba a wonderful human being. Yeah. That makes me laugh so much. <sighs> yeah. Cause he's not, he's a slug. He's not a human yeah. being. He's not human at all. And I don't know if most audiences picked up on that joke. <laughs> it is sort of wonderfully weird, right? <laughs> well, what else like, do you say? I mean, in, in Han Solo's defense, you would say to somebody, oh, you're a great human being, but you're a great hut. Now, you're the best hut there is. He was telling him that he had a heart like a human being. So he was, you know, ipso facto. But what if that's offensive human. to huts? It probably is very offensive to huts. That's why Jabba had such a problem with Han after that scene. Which is so funny that Han or Jabba has mercy on Han and like Han just like talks him down five percentage points like nobody's business. Like, I need an extra twenty, and Han's like, Come on, fifteen. He's like, Okay, fine, fifteen. You're such a good kid. <laughs> I'm gonna hang you on my wall. One day you'll be on my wall. Like that was serious I mean, admit it, that was like the easiest negotiation in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. Besides, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> um, the other thing I think it would be cool to talk about the special editions is like the trailer for the special editions is I think probably one of the finest trailers oh, that they've yeah. made. And I know we've talked about this on the show before, but that trailer with the small TV with uh, the announcer saying for an entire generation, audiences have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, then you haven't seen it at all. Like, that's amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that trailer a lot, just so you know. <laughs> no, you just have it written down somewhere, right? You didn't memorize that. That's, uh, I don't think I could ever get rid of that from my brain, if, even if I tried. Well, it was really impactful at the time. Like, I mean, I remember when it came out and being just you know, jaw on the floor going, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. So whoever conceived of that trailer should 
I hope got many accolades for it because it was brilliant marketing. It was, it really was. But the, you know, the thing is, is now that it's all these years later, it's kind of like sad though, like how far we've progressed as far as doing special effects or movies or anything else. Like you go back to that trailer and I mean, I can go back and think of what I was like at that point in my life, but now I look at it and I'm like, that's not as good as the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Look at all these cool things that are happening. It's better because it's Star Wars, Mike. Mm. <laughs> Agree to disagree. I like Marvel's Star Wars, too. No, I, I like it, too, but I would take even, like, the first TV commercials with that really boring logo coming at us. Yes, you would also like, watch the Ewok movies as well. So I really like those damn better, Ewok movies. You're a better Star Wars fan than I am. There's no, so there aren't levels here, Mike. Apparently We're not there is. Comparing. No, there's not. I'm just saying I prefer Star Wars to Guardians of the Galaxy in all its forms. Kittens. Kittens. It's okay. <laughs> Boys, don't fight. Who's fighting? We're not fighting. I'm being facetious. Oh. I'm along for the ride. Oh, right. Yeah. Take that, Mike. <laughs> Listen to Holly. I do, every time. That is a very poor life decision, but... Um... I don't know. You did pretty good so far. <laughs> Brian's doing all right. Brian 2's doing okay. I think we're all right. Wait, am I Brian or Brian 2? You're Brian 2. Electric Boogaloo. Oh. Oh. <laughs> now we've gone down a dark path. <laughs> so, special editions. You liked them. Everybody liked them. Some people have problems well, with them. Well, I I think it, what I guess my original point with like the cheering through the movie theater, though, is... I feel like people started having a problem with them later. I don't I don't remember the narrative of people disliking them. People cheered through In, episode 1 through the whole movie and then they walked out going like, "Meh," yeah. like they were hipsters or something, yeah, like exactly. of joy in their lives. Like there was well, like there was like somebody that I said, "What are you You were like three rows over. I heard you cheering. What are you complaining about?" <laughs> so the clear difference though is you know, in terms of like when that sort of toxic jadedness, whether that was um, affected an affectation or not, kind of infiltrated fandom. I mean, it's the internet, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that people have seen such some negativity so much that that became their truth. Right. Yeah. I don't even think that's true from a certain point of view. Okay. Why? No, I think you're true. I'm saying their perspective. Oh, is, okay. Okay. Is even from a certain point of view, maybe maybe the, maybe they're wrong. I just, I don't know. I just never really got into that. Again, I never got into that big argument. I know people have a lot of time, and they like to argue online, but I just, nah. I just don't want to hear anybody. I, that's the other thing for me. I just don't want to hear anybody talk negative about Star Wars at all. Like, people find out I'm a Star Wars fan, and then they, well, what about this? And what about oh, this? Yeah. And what about this? And I'm I like, actually nah. kind of love that. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just, I say goodbye. I move on. I, I'm not what interested in it. What I love is when people say, like, so you're a Star Wars fan? Yep. Man, that Jar Jar Binks. And it's just like, <laughs> let me tell you about Jar Jar Binks, man. <laughs> yeah, but you have, you have a Jar Jar A-bomb in your pocket at all times. You're ready. You're ready <laughs> you to stand up for him. I am. But, but that's what makes it so fun when people use that as the go-to with, like, man, those prequels. And it's just like, yeah, those prequels. What about them? Wait, you're being negative? Oh, let's talk about this. Let's talk your feelings out, and I will be your Star Wars therapist. I've seen people's eyes glass over and roll into the back of their head after saying something about Jar Jar to you in person, and you completely go off. It's their biggest mistake. I like I like how we found, like, 
pacifist Brian Young's one place where he's like, oh, you want to go? You want to go? <laughs> Rip it out of his shirt. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. No, but I have. I mean, and you know, it is a kind of a wonderful thing. Like when we were, I guess it was Salt Lake Comic Con. You went through your long yeah. explanation and there were like people in the crowd when you started that, that were shaking their heads like no and just had that look on their face. And as the middle got there, they were kind of leaning forward in their seats. And then I'm not saying everybody, but by the end of it, you had some people going, huh, they're shaking their heads up and down and not side to side anymore. They were going like, huh, there was something in the Star Wars movies I hadn't considered. Yeah. And then the people that didn't learn a lesson, then they... They'll never do it again. They'll never go to a Star Wars fan and say that Jar Jar Binks, huh? Because they'll be afraid it'll be somebody like you saying, "You're like, you're like, um, what are those people called? Jehovah's Witnesses." You're oh, like, I was gonna say proselytizer, so we were close. <laughs> you're a um, you're a Jar Jar Binkser. You just well, go around. Here, here's the thing, though. I don't expect everyone to like Jar Jar, and I don't fault people for disliking him. Jar Jar is annoying. Jar Jar is obnoxious, but. If you come at me and tell me that he doesn't have any worth, that's obviously not the case. I mean, he has worth right away because he gets them down to the, the Gungans. My point is, is I'm saying that it's okay to be a Star Wars fan and not like Jar Jar. And it, further, it's okay to be a Star Wars fan and not like Jar Jar and be in proximity to me. You just might get an earful about how much I love Jar Jar, though, because I think that's what the the best part about this fandom is, is is being able to talk to people and find out what it is they love about Star Wars, whether that's something I love about Star Wars as well or not. And and I would just hope that, that people would I would give people the courtesy to tell me everything they love about Star Wars if they would give me that same courtesy and that, that includes Jar Jar. No, it makes perfect sense, but where do you draw the line where you stop where the person is not going to be their opinions aren't going to be changed and they hate Jar Jar. And where, where do you say to yourself, okay, well now this is a lost cause. I got to move well, on. I'm not, I'm not trying to change anybody's opinions. I'm just trying to offer them my perspective. I don't like, it doesn't like as soon as my perspective is, is offered, I'm not going to try to badger them into believing the reading of the story that I have. I think that would be counterproductive and, and I would be a bad fan for that. Right. Yeah. All I want to do is offer my perspective and say, you know what? Maybe there's an angle to this you haven't thought about yet. And when do you give up showing your perspective? I, All I'm asking I'm, is, I'm not, I'm not being funny or anything. I'm just wondering where your your cutoff line is, where you're like, I'm not getting through. When they say, please stop talking to me, you'll just keep going. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I've never gotten to that point. Like the conversations always just sort of end naturally. I don't know, Holly. Have you ever gotten sick of me talking about Star Wars to you? No, but I think having watched you have the Jar Jar conversation, I think generally when you have made your point, you're pretty much wrapped. You know what I mean? It's not like you continue to like badger somebody yeah. with the same thing over and over. You'll make your case with your bullets that you have. And then you're pretty much like, so that's what I think. And people are welcome to refute you or not. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen someone say no, but, and watched you go back at them, but I can't think of one offhand. Well, I don't, I wouldn't, I, I don't feel like the conversation, like it's a sharing of perspective. It's not, it's not like a Facebook argument where I'm going like, no, but, but, but here's the truth. And you, you're, you're dealing with alternative facts. Like, no, this is what's reality. Like, it's not like that. It's just like, here's my interpretation of Jar Jar. And here's why I found some, some worth in him. And I think this is why, 
this is the point of his story. Yeah. And and that's that. So I, I guess like I'll take it as far as it takes me to actually finish telling that story. And then that's that. Mm, that's fair. Fair enough. I was just asking. <laughs> I mean, you 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 made that sound like like you got like you stepped into a can of worms or something. No, just thank you for Holly's right. When Holly said that you kind of have made your point by the end of wrapping it up, it's the truth. I've seen you do it, and that's that's true. It isn't like a so there or right. Yeah, no. Suck it, Gungan haters. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that's a, I swoop in and do that part. Yeah. So I, so I can stay the jerk and you stay the nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that no. we've got these roles worked out. Okay, as long as we know. So next time we're all together, if somebody comes up and asks it, I'll know that Holly's suck it, Gungan haters is going to be the exclamation point on my story. Correct. Let me ask you a question, Brian. Let me answer a question for you, Mike. This is going. This is giving you the opportunity to go back in time. Would you go back and relive the special editions being released, and not knowing about Rogue One or you know um, that other movie that came out and the other the TV shows and stuff? Would you want to relive that all again and lose all the knowledge that you have now? Force Awakens is the other movie. I don't know. Like what you're saying. Like would I like to. If you got a Wayback Machine, you were sitting next to a Wayback Machine, would you want to go forward or would you want to go back and relive the whole experience all over again? Oh, geez, that's a tough question. I really love the experience of the special editions, and I really love the experience of the prequels. And if I didn't have those experiences, I wouldn't know either of you, like, hands down, no question. Yeah. Right? Um, And... uh I don't know, but I'd also want to go forward and just consume it all as quickly as I could. Could I go backwards and then forwards? If you One know. way trip. Yeah. Then I'd just go forward like 20 years to watch like four days of Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who needs to see their kids grow up? Well, they, I'd bring them with me. <laughs> oh, I did, you're making a lot of stipulations into this that didn't exist. This is all <laughs> hypothetical. What do you mean? None of it exists. Can't make the, the family time machine. It's just you. It's on a sled with a big fan behind it. I'd go into the future and figure out how humans ended up becoming Morlocks. There you go. I'd go into the future and stop this conversation from ever happening. Oh my goodness. But speaking about the future, we have information about future films that we were going to talk about. Yeah, That was a beautiful segue. It was. Red a Cup. plus to me. Where did that name come from? Besides Which one? Red Cup. So, okay. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Chris Miller, uh, the co-director of the new Han Solo motion picture tweeted a picture saying Han first shot and tweeted a picture of the clapperboard. And on the clapperboard was the logo for the film and its cute code name, which is Red Cup. And as listeners in the United States are fully aware that Red Cups are the uh, Solo brand yeah. cups. Which is actually where George Lucas got the name for Han Solo in the first place, because those little red cups have been around forever. I never knew that. Um, well, you do now. Yeah. Um, so that's where that's where that name came from, and we know that it's shooting, and we know that there's some other things we know about it too. We know that uh, we know that uh, Billy D. Williams had a meeting with Donald Glover. Yeah. And B- Billy D. Williams actually kind of dropped pretty casually in the in the. Um, interview um, that uh, let me see if I can find the exact quote but uh, he kind of gives a little bit of a hint about what's going on yeah uh, 
it says, uh, um, are you going to be making a cameo in the upcoming Han Solo film? And he says, I don't know. It depends if they ask me to. I wouldn't mind doing it. Would you like to do it? If they ask me, I would not say no. Have you talked to Harrison Ford about his thoughts on watching his character played by someone else? Yeah, this is one. This one is about how we established our relationship in the question of the Millennium Falcon. I've not spoken with him though. He's too busy. Oh, so it's basically what everybody had their fingers crossed for. Yeah. yeah. Yay! Can you imagine how upset Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian is going to be when he loses the Millennium Falcon? Yes, I can. <laughs> that means we're going to get some more Sabacc. Yeah. It's going to be good. We'll, we'll finally have that released as like a Hasbro toy. Unless. Official Sabacc. There's absolutely. You know, I keep thinking about it. I've been rereading the Lando Calrissian books uh, from 83. And it's such a fascinating game where like there's a speed element to it because you have to get 23 before your cards randomly change. So like every card would have to be like a like an LED, like a flexible LED screen. But then you can save the cards if you put it in like a like a stasis field kind of place where it, it saves the number for you. But I think that makes that number public so people know what you have. And then uh it's just a fascinating game and it would have to be like high tech or they would have to make it just online or something, or you'd play it on your smartphones. Everybody's got a smartphone. If they had an app that, sh- that like randomized that stuff, that would be so fun. Um, and then you could win they, millennium could, falcons off of other people. Yes. I would like to win a millennium falcon that way. Um, but uh, it would be interesting to see it on the big screen. I mean, we've seen it in rebels and that's about it. Yeah. Exciting. The other thing I was going to say, though, is that Billy D. Williams probably hasn't seen a script, and he probably only knows what Donald Glover told him, and yeah. or he's just speculating. And he wasn't so, asked to do anything because he was very clear on saying, if I was asked, I would yeah, be interested so, in that. So there's every chance that his description of, of what the movie is could be completely wrong and him just speculating. Yeah, but don't, True I, remember, enough. don't I remember something? either from Clone Wars or something else that he accidentally said and it was dead on? Well, yeah. He said, I'm going to be on the new show. I've already recorded it. I don't know when it's airing. That's what it was. (laughs) Jim Cummings did the same thing, too. He did that on Full of Sith. Yeah. When he was like, yeah, Hondo's back. I recorded a whole bunch of stuff for Rebels, and everybody's like, (laughs) what? That was pretty And Matt Martin was on the panel, too, and I think he felt really bad because... Jim Cummings was probably not supposed to do that. And here we have this official Disney representative going like, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear. I just didn't hear that. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, Red Cup is happening. I feel like um, there's got to be some sort of fan event or action that can be organized around everybody bringing their their Red Cups to the theater. I don't know what that is. Somebody with a brighter mind. Think of it and we'll do it. Someone from the Solo Cup company should be working on that right now. Right? It seems so obvious. Like if they're not if they're not sponsoring the movie somehow or buying ads for it, I that just seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Right? Or doing like a sweepstakes, uh, some sort of cool thing. I mean, they used to have what like a uh, Star Wars Dixie cups. Yeah, they did. I remember. I actually have an unopened pack of those. <laughs> uh, remember when those were a thing? I loved them. I. I had a box now i only had like the one pack left so i put it in the one room in my closet 
but I love those. I think they should do the same thing that Energizer did. Or was it? No, it was Duracell. What Duracell did with Rogue One. They should have some really cool Han Solo commercial with little kids acting like Han Solo and Lando Calrissian. Yeah, that would be cute. I love my favorite costumes at conventions are little kids dressed up as Lando Calrissian with the fake mustaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that always makes my day. Every time I see it, I'm just like, you kids are adorable. Yeah, one side is always falling off. They push yeah. me back on. It's awesome. <laughs> my favorites are the ones that are just drawn on in like marker or makeup where it's just like they they drew it on themselves in Sharpie. Yeah. I think the thing with Lando is he's one of the best capes in Star Wars. So if I was a little kid doing cosplay, it'd be an easy, easy thing to choose. Did you ever see uh, Carrie Jackson from the Geek Show in his Blando costume? No. Oh. No, I have not. I mean, he just dressed like Disco Lando, and he called him Blando because he was a white guy. And it wasn't like he was doing, he wasn't doing, like, <laughs> blackface or anything, which I did see at a convention and, and tried to have convention organizers chase him out of the convention and make sure he didn't come back. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's okay if you want to dress up as Lando as a white person. Just don't do it in blackface. Just dress up as a white person and just say you're you're dressed like Lando Calrissian. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to really have a color. Yeah, but it's just a nice cape. That's what I was getting I was at. Jules Winfield one year for Halloween. <laughs> you know what makes that cape so good is the lining. Yeah. Right? Like, that, otherwise, it's just a lovely blue wool cape, like a crepe wool cape. I think it's crepe wool. But the, that lining with the beautiful brocade is... Mm. Yeah, if mm. I could, like, get it not made out of wool, like a little thinner, I think I could pull that off in my daily life. I think I think I could get away with wearing a cape every day. I do. <laughs> Who's going to say something to me? Who's going to say you can't wear a cape? Can't wear a cape to work? Why not? Where in the dress code does it say Mike can't wear a Lando cape? It's just uh, what's her face from the Incredibles shouting no capes. Yeah. Edna, Edna mode. Edna. Edna mode. Yeah. No capes. Edna mode. Oh, I love her. Um, I'm going to get a cape. You're sort of like the Edna mode of Star Wars podcasting now. Yeah. I am. Yeah, you make well, great just things. because you 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 make great things, and you can comment about things like the the brocade and <laughs> make make I noises would... about how delicious that is. When I go to work on Wednesday, I'm wearing a friggin' Lando cape. I'm gonna see if I can get I away with it. I will say, as as Mike sits here talking about if he could have one that were lighter weight than a wool, there's part of me that's like, just put it on the to do list. <laughs> 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 because you cannot say things like that to me. <laughs> I really wonder. I wonder if there's a way to do it. That's all. I just, oh, there absolutely is. Well, I don't believe it unless I see it, so I'll wonder. Okay, it might take a while. My dance card is very full for the foreseeable future. That's okay. But I'm going to be working until I'm in my mid-60s, probably. Sweet. I just, I just, I think it's I could. a decade. <laughs> I think I could pull it off, though. Don't you? Don't you think so, Holly? I could pull off a of cape. Of course. I, I would actually literally pull it off when I sat down. I just, around the back of my head, like, here's my cape. Setting it down so I don't get any wrinkles on it. Nice. Yeah. What about, like, a half cape? Like a Boba Fett situation? Ah, what a punk. That... <laughs> What's the point of his half cape? And wouldn't that just start on fire? Yeah, because of his jetpack. his jetpack? Like, yeah. it's not tied to anything, so it's basically <laughs> just a flag on his shoulder. That's a fire hazard. It is a Like, fire I don't hazard. think Boba Fett's thought this through. I'm sure there's a reason for it, and I don't know what it is, but I bet someone out there knows. People look better in capes. That's why. And I'm sorry I'm stuck on this, you two. I'm really, I'm sorry I'm stuck on it, but capes. Krennic's cape was pretty oh. bad. Krennic's crepe 
was better in the movie than Krennic. It is <gasps> a pretty Great. awesome. It that was sounds a, delicious. <laughs> right. Great. It does. Okay. I think we've we've invented a new delicious thing. Um uh first of all, Michael Pilot, you bite your tongue. Um I'm in, I'm heavily in the Ben Mendelssohn Rocks camp. So I mean the cape is excellent, but I got more out of the cape. I Come thought on, he did a credit. good job. He did a good job. I'm, but I'm just saying that's how better the cape was. <laughs> Tell that to Alderaan. Right? Well, that wasn't his fault. That was... Um, yeah, that Tarkin. was kind of his fault. Well, indirectly. Tarkin's no, the one that said do no, it. Krennic wasn't pretty, even around when that happened. Pretty, pretty directly. He built a planet-destroying super laser, and someone used it. I think that's pretty... You know, you built something Let like that. Let me ask that. you a question. Like, no, no, hold on a second. I See, I disagree with you. People make things all the time. People make things that are that help save lives. And if one person uses it in a negative way to kill people, it doesn't make George Washington Carver a bad guy because. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I mean? What's the positive use of a planet destroying super laser? How about if a planet's coming at your planet and you don't want your planet to get destroyed? Planets don't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think there's plenty of blame to go around when it comes to Alderaan. Um, but yeah, it was it was built as a super weapon designed to completely obliterate entire civilizations. And so he you can't really great. like give it a shrugger, like, oh no, he's just into technology and people used it. He badly. was just following orders. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. But listen, I mean, it, there, you could find <laughs> good uses for it. There's, you could get minerals from from asteroids and you, asteroids you you've created by obliterating a planet. Well, if you got to get the minerals faster, then yeah, then you would need that. All I can hear is Mike's version of "We have to start somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> we were this close to greatness. How did we get this to this point from Krennic's cape? Well, uh-huh. We're talking about Krennic yeah. and his horrible, horrible war crimes and complicity in the the destruction of Alderaan. Okay, but then you say that, but in in a breath, thirty five minutes ago, you say that um, Anakin's completely completely redeemed and that's why he should be in the, the the new scene in the blu-rays no 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 no! whoa 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 that's a much different larger deeper conversation he did sacrifice his life in a way that doesn't wash out any of the other sins that he did but he did give himself over to something uh krennic didn't nor do i think krennic was capable of that sort of sacrifice and that's the interesting thing about watching anakin skywalker's that's sure, the biggest right? smile on my face right now. Continue, Brian. No, no, forget about it. Let's talk took the bait. No, no, no bait. I'm happy. I want to hear this. Keep going, please. No, like Anakin Skywalker was making terrible decisions for what he thought was going to be uh, good, right? He was trying to save lives. He was trying to do the right thing. And it's bad. What he did was bad. But he made that final decision that I, I don't think you can say like, that we had a whole conversation about this. Remember I'm on where board people, with you. I think he did. I'm on board with people you. People got mad at me for saying that maybe Anakin's perpetual afterlife in the force uh, is actually a version of like purgatory or hell for him because his idea of heaven would be being with Padme. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no Padme in the force. Yeah. I get people all the time yelling at me for being a Vader fan and he's just a bad guy. And I no, I'm, I'm on board with that, Brian. I just like hearing you talk about it. There was no bait. Okay. That was, I feel like a mouse and you just offered me some cheese. No, not in this instance. So red cup. Um, And then what was the other thing? 
The Last Jedi, which is a pretty big thing. Which is like yeah. the second week in a row that it ended up being the end of the show, and we still didn't talk about The Last Jedi. Yeah. But we are now. Yeah. No, we have some minutes. So I'm uh, pretty excited, because my Last Jedi shirt came today. How's it look? Oh, I need to get a Last Jedi shirt. Where did you get one? I got a guy. <laughs> she got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get him to do? Like, the shirt came with a guy? He no, makes no, no, no. he makes shirts that say Last Jedi no, on No, I will. I will. Send you information. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Man, okay. All these people have a guy. Everybody has a guy for something. I got a guy for nothing. You don't? And I what got you... no capes. No, you do have a guy for something. You've got a guy. Anytime someone disparages Jar Jar, right? I'm your guy. I'll take care of that stuff for you. Uh. And I'm your guy for capes. So you you got guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you what do you honestly think of the title, Holly? Um, I mean, I'm good with it. You know, I'm very, um, I'm always very like, I'll accept it and see what it is. I'm just excited. We know it. Um, you know, I'm, uh, not the most mammoth of speculators in terms of like, Ooh, what does it mean? Well, yeah, like, I was going to say that was going to be my big question to you. Like the plural of Jedi is still Jedi, right? Correct. Amy very uh, astutely pointed that out pretty quickly after the the name broke. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, yeah. I mean, it could be plural. It could be singular. I will see. Well, if it's singular, then is that like the lamest answer ever? No, we'll no. We, but that's the thing. I mean, we've never been big on speculating here, and we're not big on. I mean, we'll talk about stuff, but we're not going to make stuff up for people to get all crazy about. But. I mean, at this point, we don't know. We're not going to know, but we'll find out this year. I think there's a couple of things we can look at. Okay. First, Luke Skywalker is referred to specifically as the last Jedi in the opening crawl for The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. He's also specifically referred to as the last of the Jedi by Yoda. Yes. In Return of the Jedi. Right. And I am a big believer in the idea that Luke is the last Jedi because after the the slaughter of the Jedi Academy that he was building at the hands of Kylo Ren, he realizes that the Jedi are not the answer the galaxy needs and that he's going to be starting something else. And that's what he's spent his exile learning to figure out what to do. Whether that something else is no Jedi period or a different new order that isn't bound by the, the narrow dogmatic view that the Jedi Council had. Yeah. Or something, but I think the other thing we can look at is reports that uh, there were translations of the title in different languages, uh, and some of those leg languages had uh, gendered pronouns. And uh, Jedi is plural has different forms of plural in those other languages, and the other languages all to the to the letter. I believe uh, this could have been just someone speculating and throwing it up on on their website and their their home country but that uh all the translations of the title into different languages that had gendered uh pronouns uh or gendered uh words uh is that it was male and singular uh -huh. that's interesting although that doesn't well i'm I'm kind of I'm just saying it's a little out of turn without knowing because there are languages where a noun will be gendered, but it doesn't necessarily mean like it will cover either gender of the actual thing it refers I'm, to. I'm not saying it's definitive. 
not. No, no. And in the case of something like Jedi, where for a long time we only ever knew of any male Jedi, I could see where linguistically the default was always uh, male in terms of how the a gendered language works. So what would a, a male Jedi be? A Jedude? Stop it, Mike. In my language, to, absolutely. You want to get mad at me for dad jokes? <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was pretty good. I was on the fly. <laughs> And then for a lady, it would be a Jedame. Yeah. But then there are other points on the spectrum, and we don't, you know, you can't. We've got to figure it out. Sure. What's the countdown to episode eight, Brian? The countdown to episode eight, we have 313 days and seven hours as far as my time zone as we're recording. And what is the countdown to celebration in Orlando? A couple months. Like 68 days. 68 days. That's a couple months. Yep. Yeah, it's soon. It's so soon. I got so much to sew between now and then. It's going to be awesome, though. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm excited uh, that we got to see, I got to see our logo up on the, the supporters page of Celebration. That was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Counted as official supporters of Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, that was, that, that made my day. So as far as Last Jedi, though, any other thoughts about, I think the title actually kind of sets a different tone for what the movie might be about. Um, and I really do feel like this is kind of telling us this is Luke Skywalker's movie, which is the movie I wanted from Force Awakens. I like Han. Okay. I like Han. Don't get me wrong. Um, I was not a fan of watching him, uh, you know, have his heart melted by his son with a lightsaber through it. Um, although thematically and storytelling wise, I really liked it. But the movie I really wanted was Luke Skywalker kicking ass in the name of the Jedi. And it sounds like that's what we're going to get. Perhaps. I mean, I agree that this is kind of going to be the payoff for our patients in having very little Luke in The Force Awakens. Um, so I hope that's the case. We'll see. I don't know exactly what I want. I do know that I want to see Luke. And I want to see him wield his saber. And I don't want it to be two hours of him building up to, no, I can't. I just can't do it. And then, like, one glorious scene for the last five seconds like they did in Rogue One with Vader. I would actually like them to just get on board with it. I think. But I don't make movies, so what do I know? I would like for there to be some Rodians. You are, you're going to say that no matter what, though. That is 100% correct. It's like, <laughs> hmm, hmm, needs more Rodian. Exactly. Always. Always. Alright. Well, I think that we got that all discussed. Yeah, we, we discussed the dickens out of those three items. I want to make an I'm disgusted joke, but that um, it's a long walk. I'm too lazy. That's okay. Um, behind the scenes, <laughs> Brian did his very best to get a microphone cable that was working. He was having problems, and he even left his house to go get a cable at work, and it didn't work. So if you hear a little bit of a difference on Brian this week, it's because he's not using his typical microphone, and he's sorry. But this was much I'm better sorry. than what we had. So next week, we'll be back with good Brian, right? I hope so. Yeah. So do you want to, Brian, tell people where they can find you and your things that you do? I'm just at my house. Yeah? What's the address? <laughs> just come uh, over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's where they can find me. No, um, uh, if you want to uh, follow me on Twitter, I'm at Swankmatron. You can uh, support me on Patreon and read short stories I've written at patreon.com forward slash Swankmatron. Uh, you can find uh, my writing or books that I've written at brianyoungfiction.com. You can find columns from me weekly on starwars.com. 
and uh, my writing is regularly at bigshinyrobot.com, and I host a show with uh, Holly uh, about fake history called Fothentic History, and you can find me and Holly there. I, th- I heard she's a good lady. Yeah, she's not bad. I, I don't know. You, I heard good things. I don't. You've heard wrong, but I'm glad that the propaganda's working. Um... <laughs> Without a doubt, every time I mention how great I think Holly is, she corrects me. Well, I don't, you know, you got to do expectations management because really I'm a monster. (laughs) (laughs) It's better if people are like, oh, she wasn't as bad as I expected. Well, if somebody wants to find this monster online and the things that she does, where can they find that monster? Uh, Yeah, so you can uh, find me hosting Authentic History with Brian. I also host a podcast called Stuff You Missed in History Class for How Stuff Works. Um, and Great you can show. find that at mistinhistory.com. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at SurliestGirl and on Instagram at SurlyGirly5, which is mostly going to be pictures of kitties yeah. and uh, things I'm sewing. Anya goes through my feed. I said, why don't you just follow Holly yourself? And she's like, I will, but I'm going to like your pictures. So she does like them. So it's it's not you liking all the pictures of Mr. Some Burns. Some of them. Some of them are. Most of them are on you. Yes, in all fairness. She loves Mr. Burns. I'll say, hey, there's a new Mr. Burns picture, and she loses her mind. I'll have to send you. I took a bad video of him meowing earlier today. Oh, yeah, I'll have you to definitely send. have to send that. She'll love that. Uh, if you yeah. want to leave us a voicemail, you can use the SpeakPipe app on our website, which is at fullsit.com, or you can record the um, the thing on your phone or on your computer and just email to us at holocron at fullsit.com. Uh, you can also find all our contact information on the website and show notes and show pictures and all those good things. Also, facebook.com slash full of Sith and facebook.com slash groups slash full of Sith is where you can get in on all the conversations. Go there, like us, iTunes reviews, all that good stuff. I'm talking fast because my wife's making BLTs and I can smell the bacon now. So <laughs> that's going to be it for this episode of Full of Sith. Episode 203, and for my great and fantastically patient and wonderful co-hosts, Holly Fry and Brian Young, I am the Mike Pilot. May the Force be with you, always. If you're not be meeting me, I'll close down for a while. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.